Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Welcome. All right, so this might be a little bit of a controversial, uh, a little bit of a hard episode to kind of chew on, but hang with me here, okay? So the title today is, Is There Anything That's Right? So, is there anything that is absolutely right in this world? I can hear somebody right now. Wait a minute, Michelle. (laughs) Yes. Right. I want you to check your response to the question. Is there anything that's right in the world? What do you think is right? You may even want to pause the podcast and just think about a few things that you're pretty sure are right in this world. Now, I've been working with a book mentor and one of the statements that really caught my attention said, a savior is anyone who highlights for you your certainty of being right. I'm going to say that one more time. A savior is anyone who highlights for you your certainty of being right. So basically what he was saying is that uh, anyone who comes along and points out to you a place where you are absolutely for sure, 100% sure that you are right on something, that person is a savior because now it's an opportunity for you to check yourself and really ask yourself, hmm, why do I think that that is right? Okay. So I'm going to talk about some extreme examples first, and then we'll kind of dig into this a little bit. So a lot of people I'm sure will say, okay, Michelle, but murder, stealing, child abuse, those things are not right. Okay. Those are the wrong things in this world. Now, let me just say this. I am not condoning those things, but under certain circumstances, uh, they make sense. So for example, if someone is attacking you in your home and going after one of your children and you are, uh, certain that there's going to be imminent danger to your child, would you murder the attacker? That all depends, doesn't it? The law would look at that and actually say that's not murder. That is a killing by self-defense, which is not the definition of murder, right? How about stealing? Is there ever uh, a, a, a circumstance that you can think of that would uh, allow for someone to steal something from someone else? Many people use the example of what if you are... Um, starving, literally starving, and you have no other resources, right? Okay. Child abuse. Now I'm again, I'm not condoning this. However, if we understand how the mind and the brain and thinking works, your conditioned beliefs and habits determine your behavior. Okay. So for example, I have had to do a lot of work, especially when I uh, first became a mom 
to really root out some of the beliefs and some of the habits that were given to me. I have a friend, she does a training all the time and, and she always brings this uh, one plaque and it said, oh my God, I opened my mouth and my mother came out. <laughs> it's so true. Um, but I, I had to realize there were things that occurred when in my growing up years, I did not want to perpetuate in my children. Uh, so I had to make those changes, right? But as I've gone through that healing process, I've realized input, output, input, output, it makes perfect sense why my parents, my grandparents, my great-grandparents, and probably way further back than that, there was child abuse and neglect and poverty and all of these things that happened. Again, I'm not saying it's, it's necessarily the right thing to do, but it surely makes sense, right? When, when we, you know, uh, obviously there's consequences for these things, right? Uh, so even if you murder, right? Uh, or let's say you self-defense, guess what? You're still going to have to deal with the legal system. Absolutely. You may not go to jail. You may not be convicted, but you're going to have some consequences for that, right? But if you also didn't protect you and your child, you'd have those consequences. Uh, if you go in, you steal. Sure. Maybe you get your belly full, but you might have consequences for that, right? Same with child abuse. Okay. Now, my preference is that I choose not to do any of these. <laughs> okay. I, I'm pretty sure yours is too. Right. Um, and we can understand that these things uh, are not good, holy, beautiful, and loving. But could you understand how a person might get there? Okay. So again, that uh, is a very extreme example. It's not like most things in life, right? So I, I want to talk about a couple other things that are less extreme. So when we're talking about this, is there anything that's right topic? Let's apply it to real life. Okay. Is there any right way to teach? Being a teacher... I will say that there are probably a million different variables as to how you're going to be a good teacher. Uh, when I was teaching kindergarten, that was one kind of teaching. When I taught preschool, that was a different kind of teaching. Uh, now, these days, uh, actually the first probably 10 years of my, my training career, it was not uncommon for me to go in to teach a two-hour class on something where somebody was hired last week and somebody was retiring next week. And I had to teach everybody at the different levels, right? That requires a different kind of teaching. Now I'm teaching more at the, uh, you know, higher levels where folks are really empowered and resourced. That's a whole different kind of teaching. Okay. So what's the right way to teach? What's the right way to lead a person? That is entirely dependent on many, many, many different factors. Now, there's certain uh, laws or principles that you can put into place, but if you're leading, look at if you have children, especially more than one children, child, you know this. To be a parent of that child, you can be the same kind of parent to each one of your children and get a very different result, okay? All right, so here's a silly example, but what's the right way to fold a towel or a sheet 
or God forbid, one of those fitted sheets that I, I don't know, whoever can fold those is just a witch, in my opinion. Uh, what's the right way to put the, the toilet paper or the paper towel on the roll? Is it over or under? What's the right way to drive? If you're on the expressway, which lane do you go in? Do you go in the slow lane because you're five miles under the speed limit? Do you go in the middle lane because you're at the speed limit? Do you go in the left-hand lane and curse everybody because you're like, listen, people, I'm really trying to break the law here. Get over. Okay? What's the right way to drive? What's the right way to host a holiday? Right? Okay, these are just life things. But... Probably one of three things happened when I was asking you those questions. You either had uh, your answer. So when I said, what's the right way to do X, Y, and Z, you're like, here it is. Okay. Or you probably had no answer. Maybe you're like, oh, I, I, I got nothing. Kind of like me with the towels. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's a way that I fold them, but I'm not giving a tutorial on how to fold a towel either. Uh, or you could have multiple answers. You could have said, oh, well, you could do it this way. You could do it this way. You could do it this way, right? So if you answered your answer, right, then it's based on a belief. Most often, most of our beliefs were given to us in the first seven or eight years of our life. And if you have uh, the one answer and only one answer and no other options, chances are you do feel that you're right. And out of that rightness, you're going to defend your position and even attack others who might not agree with you. Now, maybe you're not attacking people based on how they're putting the toilet paper roll on, unless you live with them and share a bathroom with them, right? But maybe uh, there's only one way for you to look at a, a social issue or a political issue. And so you're on, on social media and you're defending your position and attacking other people who don't agree with you because you know you're right. Okay, so what about if, if I asked you those things and you didn't have an answer? And maybe some of them you didn't. You're just like, oh, I never really thought about that. Like, I, I don't think about different options of driving. I just go drive, right? That means you don't have uh, an inherent or, or um, kind of rooted belief or a preference and most likely, you're not going to have any kind of reaction to that, right? Um, gosh, all you got to do is, is uh, you know, talk to a group of people and start using terms uh, religion, uh, politics, money, uh, <clears throat> business, corporations, like using all of these hot button issues and you'll find if somebody has a preference or not. That shows an area where they think they're right. Or maybe, you know, when I asked you, how do you celebrate holidays? You came up with, you know, several different possibilities or options of what you could do. Maybe, you know, you were gifted the opportunity of having uh, step families when you were a kid. And so you had several ways that you celebrated. And maybe you have a significant other that they had several ways. And then you got together and you started having kids. And you're like, well, how do we want to do that? And then, you know, maybe you have some friends in your life that they celebrate, uh, maybe not Christmas, but maybe Hanukkah. They celebrate something different than you do. And so you've got this understanding or awareness experience of all of these different options of things that you could do for a holiday. So you have uh, different perspectives, right? 
And so the question of, you know, what's the right way to celebrate a holiday to you? You're like, there's no right way and all the right ways, right? It's more of a paradox. There's no right way. And this is the way that I do it, right? So you allow other people to have whatever their holiday is or whatever their experience is with that towel or toilet paper or whatever it is, right? You allow them to make their choices, but you realize for yourself, this is how I would prefer to do it. So is there anything that's right? Yes and no. It depends on what value you place on that thought. Okay? What is your preference, right? And can you allow other people their preferences? So realizing it's a right versus more right philosophy, where let's say we come together and we've got 10 people and they're all sitting around and talking about how how they're going to celebrate the upcoming holiday season. Uh, I can share my perspective. I'm right. You can share your perspective. You're right. Someone else can share their perspective. They're right. Okay. And when we talk about the greater concept of celebrating holidays, we put everybody's stories in there from all these different perspectives and we're more right. Okay. I think we can all agree that murder, theft, and abuse is not constructive. Okay. However, it is acceptable based on your thought value. If you were raised in an environment, and I'm going to share this as an example. My mom, God bless her, did the very best that she could. She was raised in an environment that said, um, basically, you will achieve at all costs. To her, she really felt like if I got bad grades, which meant an A minus, I was not going to be able to rise up out of the situation we were in. And so the only good and helpful thing for her to do was to create a scenario and situation that motivated me to not get an A minus. The only option she had in her own brain came from her conditioning, which was to use physical and emotional abuse, even some spiritual abuse in there as well. So in her mind, her preference, her choices which, you know, she just didn't have a lot of choices because she didn't have people in her life showing her another way. She was doing the best she could for me to keep me safe, secure, and successful. Is that right? Yeah, she was right. She would defend that at all costs, right? And when I became a parent, I decided, because I know better, And quite frankly, when I found out I was pregnant, I went to get my master's in early childhood education because I was like, yeah, I know enough to know that I don't have this. I I need some help, right? And throughout all of that, I was shown many different options of ways to parent. And so I got to make a different choice because I had different inputs. Does that make sense? Uh, Was I right in the way that I parented? Well, input, output. Okay. Uh, you know, remains to be seen. It all depends on who's, who's making that value judgment. Uh, I can assure you that each one of my children, the first thing I said to them when they were born after I, I love you, I'm so glad you're here was, Hey man, we're, we're both going to make some mistakes. We're going to figure it out on our own. And if you want, I'll help you pay your, your, you know, mental health bills later. 
Okay. So <clears throat> what I'm saying is when you determine that there is only one right way to look at something and do something and be, it limits your perspectives of other options. And when you are so ingrained in your rightness, what you resist persists. My mother was so ingrained in her rightness and it persisted till the day that she died. Okay. I don't think she was wrong, you know, input, output. However, it probably wasn't the most helpful, right? So are you open, curious, and willing when you come upon someone and, and you're like, oh, no, I'm right on this. Oh, there's that thing that Michelle told me about. Okay. Acknowledge what's happening. Try to come from a place of understanding and say, is there another way to look at this? Why do I have this as my preference? Right? Now, listen, you don't have to change it. I'm not telling you to go change how you spend holidays, how you you know, fold a towel, put your toilet paper on. You can do whatever you want. You, it, life is filled with preferences. Enjoy them, right? But also check yourself. And is this really something that you have made a choice on? Or is this an opportunity for you to grow? Okay. So is there anything that's right? You get to decide the answer to that question. So happy reflecting. Okay. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to listen and really to kind of delve down and, and do this work for yourself. I so love hearing from people uh, who are listening and like, oh my gosh, Michelle, you just totally blew my brain. Like, oh, I'm going to make this change because of what you said. Um, so I hope that that is your uh, preference. Uh, but of course you have choice. Uh, I am not the podcast police. So you get to do with it whatever you would like. Uh, so with that, I release you into the wild, go forth and prosper, have an amazing day and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.